everybody john keen welcome to army for god pray 78 i hope everybody's having a great night tonight <clears throat> god is so good don't know if anybody has paid attention uh, but the braves have a chance tonight to win the pennant and go to the world series so we're really excited about that that's some fleshly things that we're excited about but we're really excited that you're with us tonight for hashtag pray 78 share this out use hashtag pray 78 uh, uh, when you share it out. We're live right now. We're on TikTok. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitch. Hello to all my Twitch people that are watching this tonight. We're live on armyforgod.com and of course the Army for God app. Super, super excited to have everybody with us tonight. It's going to be a great time as we take it to the Lord in prayer for our country on our journey to 78 days of prayer that ends on Christmas Eve. Tonight is day 14. That's right. We are two weeks in every single night for two weeks. We have been praying for the country, <clears throat> praying for uh, so many different issues uh, in the country. So make a couple quick announcements while everybody's coming on, and then we'll take it to the Father in prayer. The first thing is, is that if you need a prayer, all right, if you need a prayer, please go to armyforgod.com, fill out the prayer request form. We would love to pray for you by name. You can also send us a message, DM us. We would be glad to take it that way. If you want phone call prayer, if you, if you want prayer over the phone, go to Army for God or send us a message. We'll be glad to call you and pray for you uh, over the phone. Whatever we can do to bring you close to the Father and bring uh, whatever's going on in your life to Him in prayer, uh, where two or more have gathered, He will be there. And so that's what we want to do. That's our heart's desire uh, for each and every single person. But we are just super excited that you're with us tonight. And, uh, and so, uh, with that being said, a couple of announcements. The first thing is, is if you don't have a Bible, uh, please head over to armyforgod.com and get you a free Bible. We would love to send you a free Bible, a word of encouragement along with that. Uh, all you got to do is go to our website, fill out the form. We'll be glad uh, to send you one. Uh, if you've already got a Bible, don't do that, please. Uh, but if you need a Bible, you don't have one, please do that. We would love to send you one. If you want to help us out in donating Bibles, you can do that through our website uh, at armyforgod.com and uh, and help us make a difference 
uh, with other people. But we are just super, super excited about what God is doing right now through Army for God. It's all his. This isn't me. This has nothing to do with me. It's all his. And so we are so excited about what he is doing, the way that he is moving through this ministry. Uh, I'm personally super excited about what he's doing through my own personal life during Hashtag Pray 78 and what he is. He is just showing up right now and showing out. And <clears throat> I'm not going to get into um, a lot as far as uh, what I've had going on, but let me just say that God has shown up in ways that I never thought possible. He has, he has, he has surprised me uh, around every corner just about during hashtag Pray78, and it's just been a really, really cool thing to see. And so, uh, invite your friends to take part in this. Invite uh, all the believers that you know because. Uh, he is working and he is moving and he is a good, good God. He's a good father and uh, and he loves his children. And so um, we're going to take it to him uh, in just a moment in prayer. Before we do that, just want to share with you guys, uh, you know, I have been seeing uh, a lot of things lately uh, on social media. Uh, there's, there's just so much different things going on. You've got people... Uh, that are prophesying things. You've got people that are saying things. You've got people out there that are just hurting. And so I want to encourage because, I, you know, I saw today somebody posted um, that, you know, they were too far gone. I mean, I'm too far gone. I've done too much. God can't help me. God can't. He can't use me. I have let him down too much. I've done too much of the wrong thing for God to be able to use me. And there's nothing further from the truth. There's nothing further from the truth. I, just a short snippet of my testimony so you guys can understand just how powerful God is. Um, so I was adopted, right? I don't know who my birth parents are, uh, but I was adopted at a young age through an adoption agency called Save a Life. Was given to my mother and father, Janice and Dennis, um, and couldn't have asked to be given to better parents. I mean, I just couldn't. My mom is a prayer warrior, and she loves the Lord with all her heart. And my father really showed me what it meant to take time and spend time with your children, what it meant to bring your kids uh, to work with you, uh, what it meant. And, and back then, listen, he's not, he wasn't self-employed. So, you know, he worked at the base. And so uh, taking a wild kid like me to work, uh, I know that that stressed him out. I know that that was tough on him. But he did it anyway. He wanted to show me and for me to experience those times with him. And so just a phenomenal father. And so I grew up um, uh, just in an amazing household. But I was um, extremely hyperactive. Extremely hyperactive. And so uh, I got bored in school. I acted out. I did crazy things. Some of you that are watching this, you went to school with me. And, uh, and some of you are probably still in shock uh, that I'm, I'm where I'm at today. Uh, but long story short, I spent a good majority from sixth grade to eighth grade in a, a thing called alternative school, uh, which was where, you know, the bad kids got sent. Uh, and so I spent a good majority of my time in this school uh, around kids that truthfully I didn't belong around, uh, not because of any type of status or anything like that, uh, but I didn't belong around them uh, because I should have known better. I was raised better than the way that I acted. And so uh, I still didn't learn my lesson sixth through eighth grade. I was still acting crazy in school. You know, um, alternative school was meant to be a two week program. And I spent the better part of two and a half years uh, over there with those people. And so, uh, and I didn't learn my lesson. And so then I went to something called an outdoor therapeutic program, 
uh, where I, we lived in the woods and we had these counselors that were all former military and they basically just beat the crap out of us for, and I was there for a solid year, lived in the woods for a year. We walked miles to, to bring our food every single day out to the camp. Uh, we lived in basically a screened in porch um, on top of a mountain. And, uh, and so, and that was how we did. We had a latrine, a hole in the ground and, uh, and we would have to hike to go to take showers. We'd have to hike to go to get to school. Uh, and, and so it was out there for about 12 months. Now there was a shift during that time in my life where I did understand, man, I might should chill out just a little bit. You know, I really don't want to be in these, these situations anymore. And so came back, went to high school. But the problem was, was that, uh, I wasn't interested in school. It just didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand why I was in school. It just was kind of stupid, to be honest. Um, and so I, I, I stopped going. I mean, I just quit going. I got a car when I turned 16. My parents graciously gave me a 1997 Pontiac Sunfire. Threw some hubcap hub spinners on that thing uh, from AutoZone. I wrecked it, I think, the second day that I owned it, as a matter of fact. I can still remember uh, pulling back in to my, my mom's house and her standing on the front porch in the hood of the car, uh, bent up over the windshield and me having to hang out the window to drive uh, because I was driving like an idiot. And uh, the second day I had it and pulled the e-brake up and smashed into some lady's Lexus SUV. And so I can still remember that. But I quit going to school and just started doing my own thing. You know, just started, uh, you know, just, just hanging out with people that I probably shouldn't have spent a whole lot of time with, uh, doing a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have been doing, uh, you know, uh, whether it be with related to drugs or related to, to alcohol and partying and things like that. And so just, uh, just really struggled, you know, and dropped out in the ninth grade. And uh, as a third year freshman, I had two credits in, in PE. And so that's the extent really of my education level. Now, since then, I did go to college. Uh, I got a GED, went, went, went to college uh, for business, did that, and, uh, and never graduated, right? I majored in ping pong and shooting pool in the pool hall uh, by the cafeteria and eating pizza uh, at college. <clears throat> and then I, I went off on my own tangent and just uh, started working and partying and drinking and partying and more drinking and partying and smoking and partying. And that was pretty much my life for, for a long time uh, after that. I went through um, uh, and, and made some bad decisions that affected a lot of people. Got in a lot of trouble, just a lot of trouble. And, uh, and God was so gracious. I see it now. I didn't see it then. I just thought, man, I can't catch a break. But the truth was, was that he was sparing me from a lot of things uh, that was going on in my life. Now you flash forward to today. I'm 35 years old. I have an amazing wife, a beautiful wife, just so blessed to have a partner and a helper like her in my life. Two amazing children uh, that I just could not ask for anything better, except for my daughter who likes to hide food in the air-conditioned vents. Uh, but outside of that, I could not uh, ask for anything better, any two better kids uh, than what I have. And I'm just so blessed uh, with where I'm at in my life, with what I've been able to do. Uh, God showed me that you know, I was built different. I wasn't made to go to school and go to college and get a job somewhere and work there for 40 years. That's not, he didn't wire me that way. That's not the way I was created. And that's okay. Back then, I felt like I was all alone because everybody was telling me, whether it be at school, friends, family, counselors, that that was the route I had to take. I didn't have another option, but that just wasn't the truth. 
And so if you're out there today and you're, you've struggled through school, you struggled to, to, and you just don't know what you're going to do. I worked a lot of menial jobs um, until I figured out that, man, God called me to create a business. He called me to to create something. I'm a, I'm a creator. I've always loved building with Legos and, and building with all these, you know, back then we had Kinects or Kinetics or whatever it's called. And then we'd make these contraptions and these machines and all these different stuff. And so <clears throat> I'm a builder. I'm a creator. And that's what God designed me to do. And so once I accepted that, right, once I realized that, that, that that's what I was uh, created to do. Then I started to understand where I was at in my life, what my purpose uh, was in terms of how I was supposed to provide for myself and my family uh, through the Lord. And there was a lot of leaning on the Lord. Uh, there was a time when me and my wife and our two kids, we were homeless. We didn't have anything uh, except a 1992 Coachman Leprechaun with holes in the wall, rain coming in. It was a bad look. It was a bad deal. A lot of judgment, right? Because like, man, what kind of man are you if you're letting your family live like that? Uh, but she stayed by my side and supported me because she knew that that I I had a purpose in terms of, of fulfilling uh, what I was called to do as a provider for my family. And so she stayed true to that. She never once said, well, because we're broke or we're scrounging up change to go get a burger, I'm going to leave. I mean, she just stayed true to that and pushed me and pushed me to keep going. Don't give up, keep going. Look, it's, it's bad right now, but keep going. And through all of that, God was with us and he was really able to show us his provision, the Jehovah Jireh, right? The God of provision, he was able to show us that. And so now I stand before you today as a guy that uh, by my standards, right? By my standards, I'm happy with where I'm at in life, right? I have, I have, I have uh, accomplished what I feel like I needed to accomplish in terms of understanding how to provide for my family, how to grow my family, lead my family. God has blessed me with this ministry. And so the reason I tell you that is not to toot my own horn. Listen, there's nothing that I have done that brings anything to the table. It's all been God opening the doors and, and being there for me, even when I wasn't walking in his will, him just showing me mercy and grace and love and kindness and allowing me to, to keep moving forward and keep pressing forward and keep going forward. And, and my willingness, right, to take a lick and get back up and take a lick and get back up and get knocked down and get back up. And that is how I was able to generate uh, to where I'm at right now. Uh, and so, I say that because there's so many people out there like me. There's so many people out there that are confused right now, or, or there's so many people out there that, that want something uh, for their life, but they're just not sure what that is yet. You know, we were all told that by 18, we had to figure out what we wanted to be because we had to go to college and get a degree in that field. And, and man, by 18, I still didn't have a clue which way was up and which way was down. And there's no amount of school that would have changed that. There's no amount of memorization of history, you know, or of language arts or anything else that would have changed that. It's just, it's just a false narrative uh, for me to think that. Now, there are people out there that that's what they did and they knew what they wanted. And that's awesome. Uh, praise God for that. But for me, it wasn't, it wasn't the way that it worked for me. And so I just want to encourage you, if, if you haven't found that thing yet, if you haven't found that moment yet, if you haven't found that that desire yet 
to be a certain thing or to find a certain thing in terms of, of what you're going to do for, for your living or how you're going to provide or, or whatever. Just know that God's got a plan and you may not see it yet, but try everything you can. That's the one thing. If I could tell myself years ago, try everything. And I have pretty much tried a lot of things. I've had a job for every letter of the alphabet, but try everything try everything because eventually you're going to find that thing that ignites that fire in you, ignites that passion in you. And again, we're not talking spiritually right now. We're talking practically. All right, I'm coming to you tonight and I'm speaking in practicality format in terms of your life, right? Because so many people out there feel like, man, is this all there is? Is wake up, go to work, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, go to sleep, struggling with the bills, struggling with this. That's not all there is to this life. It's not. One day, if you will try a bunch of different things and be willing to fail and be willing to, to be ridiculed and made fun of and laughed at and scoffed at and, and, oh, man, look at this guy. He's a loser. He's tried so many things and ain't nothing worked. Eventually, that mud sticks on the wall. Eventually, it does. And you find that thing that ignites that passion. And when you do, man, you, sh you stroke off. I mean, you take off. And you start leaving everything else in the dust. You leave people's opinions towards you in the dust. You leave people's hatred towards you in the dust. You leave it all in the dust because, man, you have found that thing that ignites that fire in terms of, of, of where you're at in the world. It ignites that fire and that passion in you. And so I just want to encourage you tonight. If you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, that's okay. If you're watching this tonight and you're in high school and you're, you feel that pressure from your parents, you feel that pressure from, listen, honor your mother and your father, but, it's, but know that it's okay if you don't know exactly where you want to go yet. Know that it's okay if you don't know what school you want to go to yet. Know that it's okay if you get a B on your SATs instead of an A all right, or a C. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. God is amazing and he is able to use things and use people and use and use stuff that you know even when you don't think that he can that's that's what he does that's what he does and so you don't have to you don't have to live in that fear you don't have to live in that anxiety so many young people today are living in anxiety because they're not measuring up to what everybody's told them that they had to be and the truth is is the only thing that you have to measure up to is who you want to be right who you want to to be in terms of what you want to do for the rest of your life. If you want to give up everything and go be a missionary, that's okay. If you want to become self-employed to be an entrepreneur, that's okay. Just be prepared to starve and be prepared to fail a whole bunch because that's what it takes. So you got to love that process uh, and you got to not fear that process. That's just a process. It doesn't matter who you are. There's no elevator to the top. Everybody takes the steps. It's one step at a time. That's how you get there. So, but if that's what you want for your life, that's okay. If you want to go to college and pursue a doctor degree, a lawyer degree, that's okay. And if you're just like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm over here just playing Yahtzee. I'm not sure what to do. That's okay. That's okay. God's got a plan for you and for your life. But in order for him to reveal that, right? Here's the missing link to everything I just told you. In order for him to reveal that, you have to know who he is. You have to trust in him and believe that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, to die on the cross for your sins. And that Yeshua is the son of God. 
He rose from the grave, ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And when you do that, when you do that, then God can start to reveal that plan to you. When you open up his word, then God can start to reveal what he wants for your life. And so if I can encourage you to do anything else, I would encourage you, give your heart, give your life to Christ. And then the rest of the pieces will fall into place. Every one of us is like a snowflake. We're all different. What works for me don't work for you. What works for you don't work for me. But what does work for everybody is trusting in the Lord. And then he is the potter's hands. He will mold you into the snowflake that you were meant to be. He will customize you into what you were meant to be. So have faith and, and, and have hope. Have hope that your future looks great. And it's, it will be great as long as it's in God's will and you trust in Jesus. Let's take it to the Father in prayer. I love you guys. Father, we love you. We come today before you humbly. We come today before you repentant of our sins, of our inequities, of our failures, of our anxiety, our stress, our fear. We lay all of that at the foot of the cross. We lay all of that on the shoulders of Jesus Christ because that's what he, that's what he chose to take on for us. And we don't deserve it, but we are so grateful for it. We are so grateful that when you look at us, when you look at me, you don't see me, but you see me covered in the blood of your son. So you see an imperfect person, a wretched, filthy person covered in the perfect blood of the lamb of Jesus Christ. And because of that, I'm able to have communion with you. Because of that, I'm able to have a relationship with you. And I, my prayer tonight, first and foremost, is for anybody that sees this that doesn't know you, anybody that sees this that is hell-bound, anybody that sees this that doesn't have a relationship or doesn't know who you are, hasn't felt your presence, that they would come to know you tonight. They would come to know you tonight through repentance, through admitting that they're not perfect, through admitting that they are sinful in nature and we have all broken every single one of your commandments. And then, and then they will come to know you by accepting the fact that you sent your own son, God in human form, in the flesh, to walk a perfect life. And I don't know what that looks like or feels like because I can't even imagine how, what it's like to be perfect. But he was perfect. He was perfect. He deserved nothing that he was receiving. But yet he chose, as, as God in human flesh chose to be beaten and mauled and torn up and ridiculed and spit on and chastised and laughed at and mocked and murdered so that we could have a relationship with you. But then three days later, after he was murdered, he rolled the stone away. He arose from the grave because the grave couldn't hold him. Death couldn't hold him. Sin couldn't hold him. And he arose from the grave and then ascended to sit at your right hand to intercede on our behalf, to plead our cases on our behalf. So that's our first prayer tonight is for those that see this that are lost, that they will come to know who you are through your son, Jesus Christ. We also pray, pray for the administration for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, our own governor right here in Georgia, Brian Kemp, all of the political leaders that are guiding this country and dictating what is going on in this country. First and foremost, we understand that we serve no king. We serve no official. We serve no human above you. 
because you are ultimately in control. But we pray that you would bring them to repentance through salvation and that they would put this country on a path that honors you and brings you glory. We pray tonight for those children that are living in an abusive home, that are being beaten and abused. We pray tonight that you would deliver them, put your hand over them, protect them, guide them, love on them, smother them in your presence. We pray tonight for the unborn children that are brutally murdered every single day in this country. Over 66 million since 1973. Sacrificed. Sacrificed for the enemy. We pray for those babies tonight. We pray for the doctors performing those abortions tonight. We pray tonight for our teachers that they would rise up, that you would put the teachers in the schools that need to be there, that you would put the teachers in the schools that know who you are and that will stand up when they, when they know that what they are teaching our children is wrong. That they would be bold in the faith and say, this is not right. We're not going to teach this. We pray for the children today that are in school, that are, are undergoing being bullied. They're worried about how they look, what kind of clothes they're wearing. They're worried about all of these different things, whether or not they've got you know, the, the pretty girl or the jock or, or whether or not they're a little too hefty or a little too skinny or a little too this or that, that, that you would let them see that they are all perfect in your sight, that you, they are fearfully and wonderfully made in your likeness and the image of God. Relieve them from their anxieties, relieve them from their stresses, relieve them from their fears Show them your love. Smother them with your presence. We pray tonight for the families in this country that are being torn apart today through divorce. They're being torn apart today through anger. They're being torn apart today through abuse. They're being torn apart today through infidelity. They're being torn apart today through all of these different things. We pray for those marriages and those families because you meant for us to stay together. You meant for us to be together. You did not mean for a man to leave his home and his children and his wife. For what you have joined together, let no man separate. And so we pray today that you would, you would invoke in the men in this country a sense of leadership and pride, responsibility, integrity, love and compassion not arrogance and ego and anger and manipulation, but that they would love their wife as you love the church. And they would love their children and lead them and show them, show their sons what it's, what it's like to be a good husband and a good father and show their daughters what a good husband looks like. We pray today for all of those in this world who don't know you, that you would, you would reveal yourself and bring them into your presence. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil and those that seek to do us harm. Give us today and tomorrow our daily bread as we put our hope in you, our trust in you, and our faith in you. We know that you have it all under control. Guide our steps. We submit our life to you, our night to you, our bodies to you, our thoughts to you. We love you. We thank you so much for all that you have done for us. 
and for the free gift of eternal salvation. We pray and ask these things knowing that they have been done because we pray and ask these things in your son's most precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. All right, guys. <clears throat> I love you guys, man. Please share this out. Hashtag Pray78. Make sure that you're here tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Okay, make sure that you're here for that. Uh, we are going to continue to do this until Christmas Eve, knowing that God hears our voice. We're two or more have gathered. He is there. And so he is here tonight. His presence is here tonight. If you don't know him today and you want to know what, John, I, listen, man, I've seen you do this a couple nights in a row. What does it really mean to be saved? What does it really mean to have a relationship? Message me. I have no problem sitting down and talking with anybody and showing them the road to salvation through Jesus at all. That's my number one goal. My number one prayer is that all may know him because he's so worthy to be known. And when you do, he can do amazing things in your life. He can do far more than money. He can do far more than a job. He can do far more than a car or a boat or a house or fame or fortune or followers or tweeters or whatever. He can do so much in your life that you didn't even know was possible because his ways aren't our ways and our ways aren't his. So we lean not on our own understanding, but on every word from the mouth of God. Everybody have a beautiful night and I will see you guys right here tomorrow night at 10 p.m. I love you and good night. I've been hungry for a minute, bread alone just ain't gon' get it. Uh. Tryna fill this emptiness, but don't know what you're feeling. Yeah. I put God.